The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is the Mickey Ellison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show. This is a show um, that, that actually, starting this off, this is probably the most difficult show that I've done in, I don't know, how, I think we've been doing the show for seven or eight months now. Um, we're, act, we're doing it as a pre-record, and it's actually odd that the day that, that we're doing this show as a pre-record happens to be September 11th. Um, it brought a lot of emotions to up, as I was already emotional about doing this show. We've had on uh, the, the program some very, very good guests, people who have told stories and told stories that, that have been inspirational to me and partially responsible for me doing this show. Um, and at the same time, uh, at the day we're doing this, it, it's a day that I remember a guy named Mark Hendy that I played with at Vanderbilt, who was one of the sweetest people that I have ever met, who perished on September 11th, uh, 2001. Um, you know, remember those people, remember those things, but it also reminded me of how blessed I am. Um, as I was driving in, I, I, I just welled up as I was listening to music. I was telling Michael Gowan, who is our guest on the show today, I was telling Michael that as I was driving in, I was listening to Mike Church, who's actually been a guest on this show um, back, I think it was April, May, some kind, some time frame like that. Um, and I just couldn't listen anymore. And a few weeks back, I made a trip out to South Carolina and, and got to meet Michael. And we got to see each other in person, and I got to do see his fitness groups and the people that he's working with and the fantastic work they're doing. And on the way back, I had put together what I called my, my worship um, playlist on, on my phone. Um, and I just clicked on that button because I felt that that was where I needed to be at that moment, driving in, thinking about doing this show. The first song that came on will be played at the end of this show, and hopefully you feel the same way I do when you hear the song. Um, so let, let's start with, you know, I want to thank people who have been on this show. John O'Sullivan from Changing the Game Project, Bruce Brown, uh, Michael Gowan, who's with us today, Tiffany Sweely, uh, Katie Ersta. Katie Ersta is probably the reason why I'm doing this show, because she 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 inspires people with what she calls turning her mess into her message. And today, I plan on 
telling you about the mess, but how it's turned into a message and why I'm so passionate about where where we're headed, um, what we're going to be doing, and what Michael and actually Tiffany Sweely are going to be involved in. And last of all, but not least, I want to say a quick thank you to my best friend, Nikki Ellison, my wife, who has put up with me through through all of this. Um, she is my rock. She is the person who has been there come, come hell or high water. She's been there the whole time. So without going into any more detail, let me start with I, I wrote a piece that, that I sent to Michael. I sent to Tiffany, and it, it goes along with, with this show. It's up to them whether I publish this thing or not, um, but it was just me writing my thoughts down. And we have been taught for so, so very long, and I know every one of you have heard this comment, perception is reality. Perception is reality. Man, you've got to fake it until you make it. You've got to look a certain way. You've got to, you've got to be this person. And it's not saying you're not trying to, to go out there and be your best, but they're telling you to be someone you're not. And if you're going to be successful, man, you've got to drive the right car. You've got to buy the right house. You've got to wear the right clothes. And I'm here to call all of it BS. And part of the reason I'm calling that BS is because you know what? I've learned that it's much easier just to be me. And after 20 years of, of doing certain things and things we're going to get into in, the, in this show, I want you to find that, that freedom, that freedom that comes from not trying to be somebody else. Now, not, that doesn't mean you're not trying to be better and be the best that you can possibly be. So we're going to start this, the, the timeline of, of the show. Um, in 1992, I met my wife. Um, didn't know she was going to be my wife. Uh, met her, and I was told one time not to marry someone you meet in a club. Well, I met my wife in a club, and 22 years later, she's still with me, and thank God for that. Um, first, And the second part of that, I always thought that was rather hypocritical that someone would make that comment considering they were in the club at the same time. Um. You know, we had – it was during summer baseball. I, I got the privilege of going to Vanderbilt University, getting to play baseball. If you've listened to the show, you know that. Um, Coach Corbin was kind enough to come on last a couple weeks ago. And, you know, as as uh, things would have it, what I thought was going to be a summer fling turned out to be 22, or 20 years' worth of marriage coming on uh, next June. But 22 years of, of what I think has been the, the best thing that has ever happened to me, and, and that's, that's my wife. Um, you're also going to hear why I'm so passionate about this because, you know, I graduated from college in 1993. My wife actually moved out in September of 1993 to South Carolina, so that gives you an idea of what that fling was like. We, we had gotten engaged in November of 92, so this is a whirlwind. In fact, she actually did something for me that I'm not sure at the time I would have done for her, but now I would, I would do anything she asked me to do. Um, she moved out to South Carolina not knowing one person besides my, my parents, my brother, my sister-in-law, and, and, and my grandmother, whom she wound up living with um, for, until we were married. You know, That same year, I went out and did exactly what you're supposed to do. And let's back up a little bit to those years at Vanderbilt. Right before I got recruited to, to go to Vanderbilt, and, and I signed to Vandy. First of all, this is how, how much I was into it. I didn't even know what, who – I had never even heard of Vanderbilt until they beat North Carolina in a basketball game the year before. And um, I had a teacher come up to me, and I'll, she's an English teacher, someone I, I think highly of. And the comment that she made to me was, um, 
Mickey, you're going to have a great life because of this opportunity you have of getting this education at Vanderbilt. And man, being a naive high school student, that, I believe that. Now, that doesn't mean that getting a college education wasn't, wasn't something that was a good thing for me to have. But in reality, I don't know what it has to do with, with what I did. Well, I go get this job. A few years later, uh, down the road, I wind up with initials after my name. I've got more education. Things are, are, are a lot more important. But or I think I am more important. It gives the perception of being more important. Um, that job in 93, by the time I got to about the middle of 1994, it was pretty evident that that is not what I wanted to do for a living. The thing is, I didn't know what else to do because as, as anyone that, uh, there's a lot of people that can profess to this. You get your first job, you go out there and I, I bought my dream car and yeah, okay. So I'm somewhat of a redneck. It was a Toyota four runner. It wasn't a four wheel drive, but it, it was, it looked like one. And at that point was the, the start of debt, and debt's going to be one of the issues we talk about further on in this show. But I couldn't quit the job because I had to pay for the truck. Things were rolling along. I was content, just kind of moseying through life in, in that job. I was starting to gain a little bit of weight, um, and come December of that year, Nikki and I came back out to Kansas to visit with her family, and I was introduced to what at the time was introduced to me as the opportunity of a lifetime. And man, was I ripe for the picking for the opportunity of a lifetime because I was miserable in what I was doing. Um, after a few months, I decided, you know, this is a, this is something I want to pursue. Well, my Nikki and I, our, our, our anniversary was scheduled for and, and did happen. In June on June tenth of uh, two thousand five, I thought it was a bright idea, and I'm going, Michael. You need to butt in here every once in a while, while folks. Michael Gallon's with us. In 1995, we were scheduled to get married in June. I quit my job in May to start this business. Now, starting this business required a few things. It required I needed an office space, and it needed to be really nice because remember, perception is reality, um, and I needed to fake it till I made it. And on top of that, I needed product. Michael, she's trusted you all along. She's done mood with you. Now she's she's went through school with you, and now she's going into this big business opportunity that's <laughs> going to make your fantastic life even better. Yeah, she has no idea. I don't have a dang clue what I'm doing. Yeah. And that being said, uh, I needed an office building. I needed product, and I had no money. So, so you had one option, and that was to. But this great that, dream was to borrow some money, right? Yeah, the great thing was to borrow money. The great thing was to do what so many so wise out there have said, use other people's money to make yourself rich. I'm not going to go into the details. You can email me. You can go to, to Facebook and ask me more about it. I can go into the details of, of what, the, what the opportunity was. Frankly, you may not want to know because it didn't work out too well. So with, within a year, um, we were about $100,000 in debt. In that business, we were we we really lasted just a little over a year, and we made a profit in the business one month. And I I I, I look back at that time, and I see today steps and, and and times when I believe there was a higher higher power. I don't care what you call him. I call him Jesus, and I call him God. 
And I believe there was a higher power working. Um, the one month that we made a profit, we had, the rent for the office was $2,200 a month. The idea was that we were going to have – there's a group of us that were going to pay the rent. Um, my name was on the lease, but big deal. The other five or six guys were going to pitch in. It really wasn't going to be that much money a month for each of us. Problem but, was – problem was, Michael, so you brought, that th- you, those folks – What's that? So you brought your wife in, anybody's into this, right? Uh, I didn't mean to. I know I, I did bring some of my buddies into it, but some of them weren't buddies either. These were, these were the people up there that were, were supposedly doing really, really, really good in the business, and um, they were going to help us build this office and build, build the business. And you know, somebody with common sense would should realize that if another person is extremely successful in in any type of business, paying five hundred dollars a month desk rent or office rent should not be a problem, right? Right. Well, needless to say, uh, those folks were doing a really good job of faking it, and none of us were making it. Right. And no one was paying the rent. The problem was my name was on the on the lease. So when it all boiled down to it, I was the one responsible for it. Um, I've left out one piece of uh, piece of information in this. The collateral on the first debt that we borrowed was my mom and dad's house, and that house was paid for when we took that. It, it was completely paid for when we took that loan out. Hmm. Um, that month we had that that fateful month we had two hundred twenty five dollars, two hundred fifty dollars, something like that in the bank account, and we made a profit. We made about five. I don't remember the exact amount. It was four, five, six thousand dollars. It was enough to pay the lease. Um, we were very, very fortunate in finding someone to, uh, to lease the space and, uh, they took it off of our hands. That was a huge relief except for one thing. The debt still had to be paid at that time. It was approximately a hundred thousand dollars, something of that nature, but we didn't have any income. We had no income. And a few months later, uh, this was night, this was 1996. Middle of 1996, we came back, came out here to Kansas, and my wife, God bless her, pretty much carried the load for for a little bit of time. Man, I couldn't even get myself to get out of bed. One thing that was nice about being in Kansas, at least I didn't have to run into you, Michael, or other people that that I had known my whole life, because the perception was I've got this Vanderbilt University degree, I've started this great business, and I'm doing extremely well, and frankly, I'm dying. Right. And we we came out to Kansas. There were days that I barely could get myself out of bed. You know, I would eventually. I never stayed in bed all day. But through all the stress, you know, my weight started to balloon, started to get um, really just just deep. It was a deep, dark place. And not being humble enough to lean on someone else other than my wife, she was the only one that really knew what we were going through. And um, as as luck would have it, or someone else playing playing in with us, I w- we we moved back to to South Carolina later in the year of of '96. And when we got here, I I had gotten a job with with Cromer Food Service. Yeah, pretty good. Local, yeah. a pretty good local job. It's a pretty good local job, but it ain't exactly what you would expect someone with a degree from Vanderbilt University yeah, to be doing, to be riding around in a truck putting food in, in vending machines at manufacturing plants. Yeah, long hours and hard work, right? Yeah, it was long hours, but you know what? It was, it was a great experience. It was a very humbling experience, and it was also something that um, with that along with my wife being able to 
get rehired at Carolina First where she had worked prior, um, we were able to at least make ends meet. We're able to pay the minimums on the debt. We're able to pay rent of our, on our own place, but we really weren't getting anywhere. In fact, the debt was was growing a little bit. Um, I worked that job for about oh a little little less than a year, and this day I will remember like it was yesterday. It was it, it was in June of uh, of two thousand of two thousand nineteen ninety seven. The day that. My sister-in-law Sandy goes into into uh, labor with my my uh, niece Samantha, and on that day I received a phone call where I had been I had been hired for a job at Gates Arrow Distributing. It's a computer distributor up on on uh, Pelham Road in Green, Greenville, South Carolina, and it wasn't anything I'd ever desired to do, but it was an opportunity to really start to do something. It was in sales. I started out doing it. Uh, this is funny, Michael. Okay, God does have sense of humor sometimes. He puts a guy in selling uh, selling computers to just from a distributing plant or distrib- distribution center to resellers and builders of computers. You yeah. understand where I come from on the technology front when you and Kate had to tell me what a PM was on Facebook. Yep, not, so, not your thing. But but needless to say. Um, it was a great experience. I met probably one of my best friends and, and still is to this day, Will, Tr- Will Tripp, and hopefully Will listens to this show. And you know he plays a role in this as well. Um, we're getting really close to the to, to the end of this segment, so what I'll do is I'll save the next chapter with Gates Arrow and and Will Tripp when we get back from this break. Sounds good. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.
tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Mickey Ellison Show. With me today is Michael Gowan, and Michael is, is here Nothing more than to ask me questions as he hears me uh, talk about this, and he's here for the, especially the last segment of the show. Um, before we went to the break, we were talking about some of the misfortunes. I call them misfortunes, bad decisions that, that I made and my wife has put up with now for, for 20-some years. Actually, the decisions have gotten better. Um, but we, we had gone through a, through a business. We had gotten ourselves deeply in debt. Um, no doubt I, uh, in my mind that ha- had I seen the right people, I would have been considered cl- clinically depressed. Um, no, thank goodness I, 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 I had a higher power that pulled us through that. And when we left, we were, we were talking about the, the new job that I got in at Gates Arrow um, and, and the meeting of, of one of my best friends, Will Tripp, who I did get to see when we were, we were down um, last time in South Carolina. Well, I worked at uh, worked at Gates Arrow for a couple of years, and my dad was actually uh, knew knew a person who was able to uh, had a pool house. It was nothing more than than a, a one bedroom, one bath, one a kitchen type shack. But we were able to rent it for two hundred dollars a month. And the entire time that I worked at Gates Arrow, I think Will Tripp is the only person that I worked with that knew where we lived. One. Is because again, I'm still living in this world that perception matters and fake it till you make it, and being embarrassed of, of where where you possibly come from or where you're at. Um, and but but Will was always there. Will was going through some similar stuff, and I'll leave that up to him to tell whatever story he wants to tell about that. But I worked at Gates for a couple of years, started to make a little decent amount of money. We were we were at least uh, not going backwards anymore on the debt. We were paying a little bit more than the uh, than the minimum payments, and and things were starting to look up a little bit. 1998, we make a trip out to Kansas again uh, to visit for Christmas, and I get offered another opportunity. Um, this opportunity, by the way, is a little better than the first one. Um, and that was the opportunity to come out to, to Kansas with my, my wife's stepdad as a financial planner. Wow. Now, you got to be thinking to yourself, Michael, <laughs> okay, dude, you're $100,000 in debt. You have no idea what you're doing, and you're going to go out to Kansas and teach people how to make money. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of – Okay, yeah, guy's got a sense of humor, right? Yeah, no doubt. All right, all right. Well – yeah, well, that adds to the fake it till you make it, and the perception is reality. Because man, you want to talk about a business? He, you want people to invest money with you? Really? You probably don't want them to know that you were broke at the time. And um, you know, we went through. You know, I, I actually my timing was really good too because I happened to come out here in 1999 when we moved out, and in March of 2000. Yeah, that up until that point, for about 18 years, the stock market had done nothing but go up. March of 2000, it decided for two and a half years to do nothing but go down. There was a big bubble that burst, the tech bubble. A lot of people will will um, relay it back to uh, uh, relate it back to 9/11, but really that wasn't what was going on. There was a big bubble that burst, and you know, as we get further into what we're doing, Michael, I will begin trying to explain to people what's really going on there. Um, but uh, 
that that's beyond the the first level that that I want to teach folks in, in the finance part. But anyway, it didn't really hurt me a whole lot. In fact, it might have helped me uh, because. The one thing that I have recognized in this business is when people lose money with another financial advisor, they go seek another financial advisor to help them. It doesn't matter that the financial advisor they were using had nothing to do with the fact that their accounts went down. In fact, it was something that was completely out of their control. So people will go ahead and move money anyway. So they did. And from 2003 till middle of 2007, really into 2008, man, I looked like a genius. Everything we touched went up. My income went up. Um, this faking it till you make it was really do, doing pretty good. We had to write cars. We had we had had the house, and it wasn't a big mansion. I didn't go that far. I couldn't quite afford that one. Um, but you know, we we made top producers list. I got these, those initials I mentioned after my name. It, it's the CFP designation and man everything is going right but buddy now do i really have to live up to to perception being reality and during that time our income drastically drastically went up and i was making more money than i could have ever imagined making but yet the debt load wasn't going down because we were having to lead at least we we believed we had to lead this life that other people thought we should have to lead and the, there was a fateful day, actually a fateful quarter of 2008. I can remember this like it was yesterday. If, if you were paying attention, if you're old enough to, to have been investing a little bit, you will remember 2008 toward the end of that year. Every day you turned on the television, there was, there was President Bush on there. There was the Treasury Secretary who was Hank Paulson at the time. We had the Federal Reserve president that was coming on. We had every big banker. Our whole system of finance was about to collapse, and it really was, Michael. It, it was. was. Really, it was bad. It was really. It was really about to collapse, and um, this is where hopefully down the road I'm going to be able to educate some people on because this system is still vulnerable, um, very, very, very vulnerable. But in that time. I can remember being so scared. I had no idea what to tell people to do. And here's the thing. By the time we got to March of 2009, there were people that were a year away, six months away from retirement, watching their, their 401ks, their IRAs, all those accounts get cut in half if they were lucky. And you're in control and of that, helping them, right? I, well, I, I'm at that time, I'm believing I'm in control of being able to help them with that. The reality was I had no control over what happened in the markets. There was nothing that I could have done to stop that. But these people are leaning on you, and at the same time, you've got this huge burden that you've got to come up with an answer for them. And, dude, I didn't have one. Right. As much as I had to do that pretending thing, I was so scared, and more so because, dude, I love people. Yeah. I love people, and and I was so ready to be done with this business. And the summer of this, after belly aching for a while, I found I remember the summer of two thousand nine. And being a big baseball guy, one of the things that I do is I, I do the Tom Cruise thinking uh, deal with a baseball bat from uh, what was that movie called? Um, a few good men. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm out in my driveway. I've got my baseball bat because it's the only thing I really know how to use very well. And um, 
and, and man, I'm mad. I'm mad, dude. I'm mad at the whole world. I'm mad at God. I'm mad at myself. And I'm scared at the same time. And in that moment, which is probably the lowest moment, it was close to the lowest moment because there's some things I've left out of the story that I had written to you that, that very well could have cost me my marriage during the same time frame. And thank God for my wife. Thank you, Nikki, for being there. And in that time, I, I, there would just be nights. I, w- I would sit out there on that driveway. I would, I would, I would scream at God. Good heavens! If, if I, if, if I really scream, scream really, really out loud, my neighbors would have thought I was losing it. And really, man, really, Mike, I was pretty close. Right. So you still and, overweight? I mean, you overweight at that time? I mean, the depression and all. No, still- no. You know that that was the thing I was able to do. I actually started. I had started running back in in two thousand two, two thousand three. That time frame, and I had gotten my weight down to about one eighty five somewhere. Okay. That, so it was it was fairly reasonable. Um, and uh, but all I was doing was running. At the same time that that I've gotten to that point, I've told you the story. My my hips started to hurt. You know, I don't know if that was from being overweight all the time, all the running, the stress. It may have just been a combination of everything. And um, so at the same time, I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to do what I had done to lose the weight and that, that you've seen. The, the pictures are out there on, on your website or your, your Facebook page. They're on mine too, I think. And I can post them if people really, really want to see them. And I got more of them. My mom sent me today. Michael, you got a kick out of those. But – in that time, um, it was all going wrong, and I finally broke down, and I don't know the exact date. I don't know the exact time, and I looked in the mirror, and I said, dude, the only person to blame here is you, and man, if you've ever gone through that, Michael, that hurts. It oh, hurts. Yeah. It goes, okay, now what are you going to do about it at this point? Well, you know, I didn't have an answer, so – you know what my answer to do was? Was to pray. To pray and hope that sooner or later that, that something would be led my way. Now, there are experiences and things that I've gone through my in my life that I believe were leading up to where you and I and Tiffany are today. One right. of those things that I have left out was for 10 years, my father-in-law and I did a, a radio show um, here in Wichita. It was nothing more than a glorified infomercial about financial planning. But yet it was it was it was recorded. Uh, we stopped doing that show. A few years later, I wind up somehow, some way on, on two radio shows here in town. They're live, so this is I finally get to do some live action. One's a political talk show. Um, good guy. Uh, Joseph Ashby does the show here in town. Um, you know, I, I feel sorry for him. He's got to, he has to talk for two hours every day about how we're going to fix what's wrong with our society by electing Republicans and Democrats, but uh, um, that's not going to be the answer. But um, – I also wound up on a sports show, and which was fun. That was fun. I got a good buddy of mine, Chris Allison, that that asked me to be on, on, on his show as well. And Chris is now actually in your neck of the words on ESPN Radio in Charlotte. Um, but anyway, those are experiences that I didn't see leading to what you're hearing today on Voice America. But all those things were preparing, I, I believe, for something. So I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, and I, I just never quit. I just, I, I just said, God, I'll keep moving. I'll keep moving until you tell me to move a dire- certain direction. Um, if you want me to get out of this business, I'll get out, whatever it is. Well, I, I, I didn't wind up getting out of the business, obviously. And right. um, 
in 2012, I really sat down and started doing some research and and looking at, at okay, if I'm going to stay in the financial planning business, is there something that I can do to help these people so that next the next time a 30 or 40 or 50 percent drop comes our way, that at least we can have some kind of plan. And that's when I also got really introduced to Lloyd Hermas, who has has become a confidant and someone that is uh, uh, responsible for what we have created since then. Now, is that what I want to necessarily do for a living the rest of my life? I don't know. But what we were able to do was drastically change how the business was done um, and and put people in a position to where I I believe we could truly help them. Um, and, and we've had that implemented for about a year and a half. And, and if, again, that's one of those things you got to contact me if you want to get more details on it. I can go over what we did. But um, in November of, of 2013, I think it was November, I got a phone call. That phone call was from Nathan Jett, who was the very first person that was on this show because I needed him to come on and tell people what this show was even going to be about. And Nathan and I talked about doing a, a, a radio show. I had no desire to be a radio personality. I still don't know that I have a desire to be a radio personality. But, um, you know, it sounded like fun. And I I think initially it was to do a business show, and I wasn't interested in doing a business show. And Nathan was patient enough to talk with me for three or four more hours. And and lo and below, here, here we are. And the show started in February. And, um, when I first started, I had no idea what to talk about. I just thought, well, it kind of went in a political direction. Um, I, I had some really good guests, actually, and hopefully one of them when we talk about this change in the world project that we're doing in, on this show is to bring back Dr. Keith Smith from the Surgery Center of Oklahoma so you guys can actually hear um, on what he has to do because he is really changing the world if people will pay attention to him. Um, but anyway – I had Dr. Smith on. I had David Simpson, who was just on not too too terribly long ago, and David came back on, and I really fought to get his buddy Mike Church down in Louisiana to come on the show, and Mike was kind enough to do that. The crazy thing is the week prior to Mike coming on, um, I had a guest on, a guy named John O'Sullivan. Now, John O'Sullivan I had never met before. My brother posted a piece on Facebook that was uh, it was sports related and it was called the Road to Nowhere. And if it, I, I suggest that you follow Changing the Game Project, and that's that's uh, John's group and what he's working on these days. Um, it caused me to ask John to come on the show. I saw it after I went and looked for him. I found him on Twitter, and John was crazy enough to answer the answer my Twitter because I, I don't you, you talk about the PM thing. Michael. Twitter is, whoa, my, my heavens. Yeah, I don't have a clue about it. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> but it, it led me to John. Well, John came on the show, and, and in fact, I was almost disappointed that I had Mike coming on the next week, who was my biggest get for a show yet, um, because I, I finally saw a direction that we would go. We had some other guests on after that. Had Rob Miller from Proactive Coaching, again, another group that uh, – I am blessed to have have had the opportunity to meet and have his partners on this show as well. And then a few weeks later, I noticed a post on my Facebook page of this guy named Michael Gallon. And this was a guy that I had played softball with. I'd known Michael for quite some time, but he didn't look like the guy that I played softball with 15 years prior to moving out here. And, you know, I, I decided to, to watch what he was doing and, and – I called him up one day, and, and Michael, you decided to come on the show. 
Yeah, it's crazy uh, too, Mickey, because, uh, you know, you was a little bit older than me. So, you know, I was a youngster in ninth grade, eighth grade, whatever, when y'all was, you know, winning all those state championships in baseball. And so I looked up to y'all, y'all, you know, y'all guys and stuff. And so I, it, I guess for once in my life I was able to inspire you for, for a minute or two, you know, so that worked out pretty good. <laughs> Well, I can see my abs today because of you, brother. All that running <laughs> that I did. You know, actually, uh, to go back a little bit, I, I I found P90X before finding Michael again. And, and P90X was my first step in able to, being able to maintain my, my weight and where I was at without just killing my hips. And at that, once I did P90X, I wanted to do Insanity. And then I started doing Insanity. Then I started doing this radio show, and I run into Michael again. And, but really what, what I was seeing that, that you were doing, Michael, was, was more of a – it wasn't just about getting in shape. It was about trying to change people's lives. Right. And, and, and you really are doing that. I want to compliment you on, on the work that you're doing. But as we started talking, we also got um, reunited with Tiffany Sweetley. And we had you, – you guys both have been on the show. In fact, you were on one show together. And – you know, we started having conversations, and this is where we're going in the last segment of the show, and, and and why we're so passionate about what's coming. You're hearing part of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it, but Michael and Tiffany have stories of their own, and and ultimately, we <clears throat> hope to bring something to you that will take the experiences that we've had, use those to benefit you, and hopefully – the people who decide to, to go along with us, it will actually change the lives of, of lots of people. And more so, you people who are listening will be the ones that will actually change the, the most lives. It's not it's not just the three of us. Um, when we get back, I know I'm rambling a lot on this. We're going to get back to uh, Michael coming on to the show and where we're going when we get back from this break. you do if you knew that you could not fail the dr pat show with dr pat basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health wellness and human potential dr pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists environmentalists educators business leaders inventors filmmakers authors artists mystics and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts this award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world tune in every thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili, Radio to Thrive By. Ooh, are you happy with just accepting and passing along what the media, politicians, and government are feeding you? Or are you positively sick of it? It's time to get the real facts and form your own decisions. It's time to awaken the sleeper within you. Each week, host Dr. Nick Castellano will uncover various viewpoints and topics designed to inform and present the truth. Today's masses are manipulated by media coverage, and we will not become sheeple. Tune in to Awaken the Sleeper, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. 
Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace to speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. I am Mickey Ellison, and Michael Gowan is with me today. And this is where we get to the part of the story of after having gotten in debt, gotten fat, um, faked it until I made it, and never actually made it. Um, you know, this is where we get to the meat and potatoes of what this show is about this week. Um and Michael came on on, the, on this show. You can go back and listen to our first one. You can laugh at us. We probably had no idea what we were doing. We still really, we still really don't. But uh, uh, we do have a passion, and it, it, it's a passion that that I have I have felt for quite some time. It's not so much on, on the weight loss part because I was able, you know that's one thing, Michael, that I I was able to do. What I got scared about was my body not letting me do it anymore. Right. And that's where Beachbody and the workouts with Beachbody came in, and and Shakeology. And we're not going to talk much about Shakeology or any of that stuff on the show because we don't have time. Um, but when you came on the show, it it led to to Katie Ersta coming on. It led to Deidre Penrose coming on. It led to Tiffany was coming on, and, and we we've gone through this. And next week we've got uh, 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 Kaylee Hennessy coming on as well. These are all amazing people. And they're doing fantastic things. They all have great stories. And I was always afraid to tell mine. And now looking back on these times, I had written on this one piece that, uh, you know, when, when I look back at it and I say, okay, um, yeah, well, Katie Ersta, let's, let's go back. Katie Ersta says this, turn your mess into your message. Mm. She was able to do that. Her mess was cancer. Or still is cancer. She's still right. dealing with it. And she, was on, she and Mike were on last week on the show. But when I started looking at this, I said, okay, well, my being overweight, was that a curse or was it a blessing? Then I got to going, drowning in debt, was that a curse or was that a blessing? Failing in a business, was that a curse or was that a blessing? I was depressed. Was that a curse or a blessing? Dealing with the financial crisis of 2008. Was, was that a curse or was that a blessing? My hips hurting caused me to buy P90X. Was that a curse or was that a blessing? At the time when all that was going on, I swore to you it was, they were all curses. Today, looking back, they're all blessings because they're blessings of things that we we are setting out to help you with. And Michael's already started on the fitness side, and he's starting in personal development, and Tiffany does a lot of the same thing. But what we're wanting to, what we're going to be bringing out is, is something that, that turns, you know, if, you, if you've been in debt or if you're in debt right now, you know, you don't see that as a blessing. But if you can see somebody that's come through on the other side, and are we completely debt free? No. Um, we're a lot closer than we were before, and I don't worry about making the, paying the bills next month. Um, you know, was, was my being overweight? Well, well, no. All of this stuff is kind of interesting that you 
Tiffany and myself have all gone down this road of getting back to physically fit. Now, I, I, I think I win the prize for being the biggest. No doubt. But, uh, <laughs> I'll give you kudos on that one. I was blown away. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all these things, all these, all, all the, each and every one of us, I, we're all afraid to talk about these, these things that, you know, they don't meet what society is going to think. What, what, what's Michael going to think if, if, if he finds out that I'm, I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt or I was two hundred thousand dollars in debt? What's he going to? What, what are the people at my class reunion that I didn't go to going to think when they see me come back weighing a two hundred and fifty or sixty pounds? Um, what, what, what's everyone going to think? I got to have this perception. First thing I want you to get through your mind, and I, I wrote this in here. I said. Perception is not reality. There's only one thing that's reality, and that is reality. Now, does that mean that you want to be satisfied with where you're at, where you're at right now? If your reality stinks, for that matter, no. But it means trying to be the best you that you can be. God gave each and every one of us gifts, gifts to where we can help other people. And as long as we're sulking in self pity, we'll never ever be able to give those gifts to other people. Because in the end, what leads to true success is the ability to take someone else there. The ability to serve someone else. I mean, you've got, Michael, as a kid, you've got great gifts for Christmas. Because I know your parents. you got good parents. Is there anything like Christmas now when you can give your kids something? Is there yeah. anything? Does it compare what you were given but you've got these great gifts. It doesn't compare for what we can do for our kids. That's right. And that's, that's we, the biggest problem right now. People don't have a passion for other people. They have a passion for themselves, and that's where they dig those holes in. And that's when they put on that, that fake facade of living a happy life when really they're not because they're so focused on themselves. Yeah, and isn't it funny that we're also focused on ourselves to make ourselves happy, but yet we're miserable. We we were making several hundred thousand dollars a year in a couple of those years in, in, in this business. And we look like, man, I got college education. I got a wife. I got two kids. I'm driving nice cars. I've got a membership at the golf course uh, or the country club here. Um We've been to Puerto Rico. We've been to Cancun, Mexico. We've done all these things. Made top producers. You're doing everything, man. You look like you're. You look like you are the epitome of success. And at the same time, you're dying inside because you know what the truth is, and you pray to God that no one finds that out. And then the funny thing is, Michael, people finding that out is what leads to freedom. At least the freedom to be able to go, you know what? I don't have to carry that burden anymore. I've lost weight. I know what it takes to lose weight. Actually, if you're overweight and you're listening to this show, you know what it takes to lose weight. You know what it is. But you haven't found whatever the why is for you to do it. You haven't found enough of a push so when you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning after staying up too late the night before that causes you to get up and do it anyway. But you will find it if you never quit. It will be there. If you're in debt today, it doesn't mean you've got to be in debt forever, but you know deep down in your heart what you have to do to get out of debt. You know what it is. It's pretty simple. You know, if I wanted to lose weight, I ate less and I moved. If I wanted to uh, um, get out of debt, I spent less money than I made. 
Now, some of you I know are in situations where that's very, very difficult, and that's why we're putting together what we're putting together so that you have someone to lean on, someone to help you through these things. If you're trying to lose weight, man, when you don't, when you don't feel like doing it one day, you know what? In this journey of getting in shape or getting out of debt or learning to, uh, trying to go to heaven, learning more about God, you're going to fail. You are going to fail. Anybody that has ever been successful in anything of, of consequence has failed more times than you can ever imagine. The difference between them and the average person is they got back up. They learned from it. They didn't dwell on it, and they moved on. And that's what we're going to try to teach you to do. We're going to call what this is. It's called Complete Fitness. Complete Fitness is actually going to have this kickoff event, Michael. So now I'm holding your, yours and Tiffany's feet to the fire on October 18th in Williamston, South Carolina, a small town in South Carolina. You folks in Williamston are going to be the people who actually help us design what this can be for other people. We have our ideas of what it's going to be, but we need your help because we want to know what it is you want to know because we want to help people that are desperate to get out of debt. We want to be able to help you do that. We want to be able to help you to get in better shape. We want, if you want a stronger walk with God, we want you to do that because one of the things that I put on here, and, and, and I wrote it down earlier, is you know, complete complete fitness is made up of a few things. I believe there, it's made up of faith, family, physical fitness, and finance. If you will get those three, those three or four, I said four, didn't I? Those four, it will lead to freedom. And yeah. when we, when you achieve freedom, you have the ability to impact other people. And you will find more satisfaction, more success if you learn to serve other people. And when we're going to go through this, this is what it's all about. I don't know about you, Michael. I am more excited about this than anything that I have ever done in my entire life because you know what? If I can see the results, there are people that are in your groups. There's one, one, one person that I love with all my heart that's in your, in your group. And Rhonda, um, we're here for you, dear. Um, this, this this thing is uh, is we're, we're going to let God lead it, but we're also going to we're going to we're going to come out boldly. We're going to come out with with, with ideas and, and plans so that not only do we hopefully we help your your beach body group, Michael, but we go to Pennsylvania and we help the folks that are that are working with Katie and the people that are working with with Kaylee and people who are working with Deidre and whoever else is listening to this because Michael. Deidre, those guys, and Katie, you're the coaches. You're the Beachbody coaches. I'm not. I buy Beachbody products, and I became a so-called coach so I can get 25% off of Shakeology every time I order it. <laughs> and it, when you look at those pictures, if I do post this this uh, um, this thing that I wrote to Michael, I'm leaving that up to you and Tiffany as to whether I do on, on the website as a blog. But when you see those pictures – Shakeology has a plus. Michael has a ton to do with finally actually being able to see my apps. Um, it, it is a it is a fantastic thing that you guys are doing, but we're going to try to make it better. We're going to try to do what we can to enhance the 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 people who want us to enhance it within Beachbody. It doesn't have to be Beachbody. Heck, you could be members of a of the YMCA or members of of uh, Gold's Gym, and, and you know, I, I find it funny. My bro- my son has been has finally started working out in the gym, and I walk through there and I'm looking at folks, and uh, and I'm sometimes I'm almost saddened because they are sweating, they're working their tails off, but they're not getting results. Something's happening where they're not getting results. It's not that they're not putting some work in there. So what is it? 
there are so many people that we can help, but we've yeah. got to find that freedom. And by the grace of God and through all the crap that we have been through and the stupid decisions that I have made, God has put us in a place where we have the freedom, where I can come to you, Michael, in, in South Carolina, and I can go to Pennsylvania. We can go wherever this thing needs to go. And on top of this, when we do it, you're going to get to hear Tiffany Sweely sing. I ain't heard that in years, and I can't wait. Um, you can go to TiffanySwilly.com just to get a quick uh, quick listen to that. So we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, Michael, October 18th, and you're going to come up with the location before before then. Um, and, and, folks, we, we hope you will join us on this. We hope you will join us on Complete Fitness. Remember this. Remember this. Each, everyone, each and every one of us has a story to tell. We all have one. The stories will continue to be written. And what is your story going to be? What will your story going to be? Because you and you alone have the power to write that story. And you have the power to make a choice. What's that choice going to be? Is it to wallow the rest of your life in in self-pity and and come out at the end going, I would have, could have, should have done this thing? Are you going to choose to be completely fit? Are you going to choose faith, family, fitness, and finance to achieve complete fitness, which is going to lead you to freedom. We hope you join us. Michael, thank you so much for being on the show this week. And I know I didn't let you talk much, but uh, um, you're going to get plenty of opportunity over the next uh, ever how long we do this, brother. Man, I enjoyed it. I enjoy hearing your story. That's the first time I've heard it all together like that. You did a great job. All right, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And I hope you uh, will stick around long enough to let, hear the song that we're going to end it with. Thanks for coming on, coming and listening to the Mickey Ellison Show this week. We'll see you next week.
so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 